Hello from Clio Cloud Conference 2016 in Chicago, Illinois. I'm Lawrence Coletti. Joe Patrice. Chaz Rampathal. And Brian Wilson, the Texas Lawhawk! And we're on the road with Legal Talk Network. <laughs> Uh, this is Lawrence Galetti. We're still uh, here doing an on-the-road uh, podcast. I've got my pal Joe Patrice. I've got Chaz Rampathal. And, of course, we have Brian Wilson, not the Beach Boy. It's Brian Wilson, the Good Texas Lawhawk. And uh, he's joining us today. We're going to have a nice little show, talk to him about his uh, personal branding, and uh, we'll probably get at each other just a little bit. So I'm going to turn the floor over to Joe. I know he's got some burning questions. No, my only burning question was oh. just... Uh, during the uh, during your speech, you like called out above the law, like what, like I hear someone from above laws here. It's like I literally gave you a mint before you went on. I know I didn't know if you were in the room or not. I couldn't. Yeah. Find no. You. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, didn't yeah, mean here at the enough. conference. You I meant mean, here in this room. Oh, here in the room. That's it, fair. That's fair. All in the room. All's forgiven. He just outlawed you. I was one. just wondering where you were. <laughs> fair enough. He all you is forgiven. And did you raise your hand? I did not. You <laughs> nah. No. I'll, I'll tell you exactly why. You know why? Because. Why? For the same reason that you needed that mint, I could not make it to your speech because people came up and went, let's go get a beer. And oh, then I never got a chance. That's totally fine. That happens. And, no, I was just kind of wondering about if I made Above the Law mad or if it's... Uh... No, we love you. Oh, um, okay, on, good. On, honestly, if... It's pure laziness on our parts where we. <laughs> so I just need to keep reminding you. No, yeah. no worries if it's that. Well, and you know what's weird about the way above law works? And then now we'll we'll get into the inside sausage. It's Ooh. yeah. There's five of us, and we all are covering everything. But there's these weird informal fiefdoms that develop where you're like, oh, that person wrote three stories about that. Uh, that so that's theirs. Yeah. So like, Ellie kind of took over writing about you, but then oh, he man, got to meet. Oh no, he's so great. Bad. But he, but he like had a kid and had to do this he's other busy. stuff, and yeah. so and a lot like of fucked up shit has happened to black people lately, and he needs to write about it. He he true. kind of does. It's so really between horrible. between uh, the fact that he doesn't come into the office because he just had an, another kid and like all that, like you're slipping through the cracks because we see it and we're like, oh, Ellie will handle it, and then he doesn't, and then here we are. Yeah, so, yeah, no, we, we need to... That makes so much more sense. We need to do a better job of, like, figuring out what beats get transferred Absolutely. in different cases. Who's going to cover? Who's got coverage? Right? Yeah, That's exactly. what you're talking about yeah. generally. Right? Who's going to sub in? Where's the, what's the bullpen like? What's yeah. the situation? Well, Understood. It, it, well, yeah. it, it's like a bullpen situation right. when if you have a manager who has like 50 different ideas. Like, yeah. Absolutely. That. So I, I, I want to pull off of something that you said because, when Brian, when you first looked over, you're like, hey, he's above the law mad at me. You said it with the sort of conviction of someone who's had a lot of people be mad at them lately. And I would love, love, love to know, just, just, just bless us with probably one of a thousand lovely hate letters you got from lawyers all around your state that were so pissed that you made that commercial. There had to have been a couple of snippets of just sweetness that just exuded from, um, from those uh, tr more traditional, let's say, um, or get off my lawn type lawyers that they've are out there. They've actually evolved <laughs> over the years. And so in, in the conference, I went through my, my personal four videos 
the first of which got taken down. The first of which, after that, ooh, nasty stuff. Nasty stuff all across <laughs> the board, a wide spectrum of You anything. said the word got taken down like you didn't take it down, like like the police came in and took it down. Well, no, I had to <laughs> call my editor and be like, take it down. He's like, no. Okay. And okay. I was like, please, please, just we'll do another one. It's going to suck. And I know you got a lot of <laughs> views on your channel. We have to take it down um, because it's a public link, as they said, and yeah. we please, please take it down. He's like, I'll think about it. And I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to say to the ad review committee? <laughs> and like, it just was scary for a minute. But yeah, they were, uh, the comments while that thing was up were just the nastiest stuff you could think of. Right. Wide spectrum. Of. Any death threats? Any actual, like, I'm going to effing kill I you? <laughs> I probably have gotten death threats. I can't immediately <laughs> think of them, but I just think it's so funny. Like, yeah. every single one of them is so funny to me. I'm not offended by it, really. And it just, they make me, the meaner and more angry they are, it's just the happier it makes me. I'm like, oh, that's so awesome. How angry this makes you deep within your core yes. that you just can't handle <laughs> that this guy is this wild. Yeah, someone's doing it different. Guys, oh my God. We got to do a little out. storytelling here because there's some listeners out there that have not heard of Brian Wilson yeah, or his commercial. Know. So we need to do a little bit of backstory here. Absolutely. So there, there is a backstory. So, so Brian, like these commercials, like this is for your law firm, your law practice, and there's an origin to this. I mean, there's a little story as to why these things came around. I think we got to tell the audience about this. I mean, we've all seen them, but uh, I think this is worth sharing for sure so um the commercials originally started because i wanted to market my firm in a way that i hadn't really seen before uh, i'd seen uh yelling lawyers in texas over personal injury i'd never seen it in criminal defense and i never seen somebody that didn't take themselves that seriously they just kind of had fun while they were doing it and so what i wanted to do is do something like that and i had uh my best friends who we'd always made films ever since i was about 15 years old hey, let's make a lawyer commercial for me now that I happen to be an attorney. So these are your best like best friends from childhood? Yes. Okay. I mean, even the, the co officer bus is uh, my best friend. I mean, and all, all the people that are around him or featuring him, the, uh, the person playing Hungry Hungry Hippos. I mean, just about every actor you see in there is some of my best friends in there. <laughs> and it's so funny seeing the comments and the article titles. It's like, Pink Face Stoner plays Hungry Hungry Hippos. And it's like, ah, ha, ha, Luke, you're a pink-faced stoner now. Did you see that? Nice. <laughs> and he we, is, sort of. I mean, we, we need to describe these commercials a little bit because there, there's a lot to it. There's a lot going on in there. I mean, they, you set up these, like, pretty, like, out-there scenarios oh. where people are um, getting arrested for doing different and, things. And there's some, like, some involvement of uh, actually some pretty dangerous-looking stunts going on. So in, in case no one – let's pretend like no one has ever seen any of these. It's basically the wildest screaming lawyer – paired with a an, a narrative that teaches a legal lesson and then kind of a, hey, call me up if you need my services. And that's kind of the video we're doing and we're putting it out on YouTube and hoping that people will share them. And so they've gotten crazier and crazier and what I've noticed is that the more dangerous and wild I get in the commercials, the more they get shared. And so that's kind of my platform is that the more dangerous, the more crazy, the more risky I do, the better. 
And uh, yeah, pretty much the origin story of Johnny Knoxville, if I remember right. So. <laughs> I love some of my heroes. Actually, I met Steve. I met Steve-O, my role model. Did you actually meet Steve-O? Yeah, yeah I, I met, met Johnny oh once at a film preview. He's a, he's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Very what? mellow in person. Not as all as nuts really? as you think. Yeah, he's mellow in person. That's, That's awesome. That is really interesting. No, no. Actually, as part of my research for it, I actually got on your Twitter account. I was like, I wonder who. Brian oh, please follows. don't search my Twitter account. Right. I just scary. I just got it. It's like it's eight like, posts or something like that. It's sad. It's like but, the first two, like only the first two people he followed happened to be Johnny Knoxville. It's like nice. there's gotta be a there's, connection. There's a thing. There, there's yeah. a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> love it. Yeah, so no, like, I love that we're like explaining what these videos are, which is basically saying to our audience, I don't know, have you ever seen the Super Bowl? It's a thing. Anyway, right. he was on during the Super Bowl. No, oh, yeah, and yes. e- eventually they led to Taco Bell contacting me, even though I thought it was one of my friends fucking with me. Yeah. Uh, being like, oh, yeah, there's definitely Taco Bell wanting me to do a Super Bowl commercial. That makes sense. All right, move on. Yeah. And then my assistant called him back. It turned out to be real. And we ended up getting not only a local one, but a national one after I sent him oh, a couple yeah. of silly videos. And so that's kind of <laughs> how it happened, which it's really good. It's, it's kind of calming because it's, uh, it's an indisputable uh, statement that, this kind of viral marketing, I think, works sometimes. And of course it does. So, and, and it works for lawyers too. And that's what I think everyone was really nervous about when, uh, or they weren't nervous, they were talking shit. Right. Uh, like, this guy's never gonna make it. He's, he's uh, a waste of life, ruining the legal profession. <laughs> Those are my favorite, ruining uh, the legal profession. Welcome ruining to the, the, welcome to the, the clan. Common one. Welcome to the clan. I, I, don't know <laughs> yeah. you, I don't know if you know Chaz, he's, he works at LegalZoom. I'm general he counsel only. of LegalZoom, and so pretty oh, much, awesome. we cornered the market, I thought, initially on what most traditional lawyers thought was ruining the legal profession. <laughs> um, so much to the point when I was asking you about hate mail, there's a, a famous story Eddie Hartman, one of our founders, was at one of these meetings. It wasn't even a death threat, but he had gotten introduced. And um, it was at one of these big events. It was like a tech show or something. There was a bunch of people. And someone, like, walked by him and spoke. Bit on him what? and said bottom feeder. Oh and he was God, like, what the hell was awesome. that? And it turns out it was like some bar official from a state that I'm not going to name. Literally like spat on well, the right, founder of the company. Let's guess what state it is. <laughs> I, I, actually, uh, I, I completely forgot to mention this. Now that you bring it up, my assistant called me and she's very Twitter savvy and she's kind of taking care of my Twitter account because I don't know what I'm doing on there. Fair enough. And uh, she's like, yeah, I just got into a Twitter battle. <laughs> and I'm like, what is, okay, I kind of heard of that. What yes. does that mean? She's like, some guy that's watching your conference right now is being really mean about you. And I'm like, Jessica, we don't be mean back. We always, <laughs> we don't respond. We just kind of let it go. And she's like, well, I'm just letting you know, I just said a couple things to him. I'm like, oh my God. I don't know who it was, but somebody out there that was watching that conference did not say anything to me. And this is very common. They don't ever say anything to my face. They just like, I'm gonna get on this keyboard and I'm just gonna hammer this guy real quick. Oh, yes. he's so done. Because there's nothing like 140 him. characters to really say what you mean. Yeah, I mean you, that can really get they, the speed. Can, that can get the lava right out. They can punch. They can punch, but uh, uh, it's it's figurative or keyboard style. Absolutely. And uh, I don't know who it is, but I just told her to always be positive and, and not respond to haters and just be happy about it. Yeah. I, I do want to know who they are <laughs> because I know who I need to know who to not trust. But you, right. it, like, there's no point to responding to hater or negative. This is law. You don't trust anyone, isn't it? <laughs> I'm actually the I trust pretty much everyone. Yes, you should. The rule of social media, as far it, which actually uh, my colleague David actually told me years ago, was you punch up, you never punch down. 
If yeah. somebody more important than you punches at you, you punch back. If people who are less important than you punch you, you just ignore them. So, like, yeah. if oh, a Supreme Court justice mouths off to you, you like go this like, guy's a buster, and then yeah. you, Come on, you yeah. punch back, but yeah. you don't. Yeah, but if okay. it's somebody below you, you don't even bother. This is what someone told me. You never see Maserati How do you know if you're going above or below. That. Well, no, it's uh, pretty obvious. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I no, mean that's a good transition. I don't know. That's a really no, no, good no, transition. No, that, that's a good I mean, point. That's a good point. Well, like, I don't look, know. so you've got yeah. a Taco Bell commercial. So you can punch at someone's from Wendy's, but not someone from McDonald's. Exactly. That's right. So that's where you are. No, no, you know it. I want to use that as a transition. So no, Brian, look, you've done a lot, and this is a great jumping off. Point. I mean, in a, a, the, like the few years that you've been practicing, you graduated 2013, right? Yes, and you've sir. been able to create this this following in three short years. You've been able to get a Taco Bell commercial in three short years, and I and this has got to be doing wonders for your practice. It's doing all right. It's okay. So and you're getting a lot of blowback, but I mean, look what you've been able to do in a very short period of time, harnessing something that right. is otherwise. I mean, minus the production, it's free and for man, distribution. And man, I love Taco Bell. Oh. Well, there you go. Which is very handy. Well, I was in one the other day, and the manager, I hadn't seen the menu. It's like changed it's from like six months ago. There are all and kinds I, of nacho I, layered gorditas. Right. And I was looking at it, and I was like, what the hell am I going to do? What the hell am I going to do? And the manager in this Rochester, New York uh, <laughs> place was just like, oh, you should get the new blah, blah, blah. And I went, oh, You try it, and really? it's delicious. It was amazing. Yeah. It has, like, habanero, yeah. like, nacho Ooh. down the middle That's of a good. burrito. I was, like, 17,946 calories. I'm sure actually. it was, by the way. <laughs> yeah, like, legally, yeah. But listen, um, Taco Bell, you know, if you want some it's sponsorship, delicious. call me. It's delicious. <laughs> Crunchwrap Supreme, good to go. You, you can't rely on the Lawhawk anymore. He's on his way up. He's about to be, he's That's about right. to be doing steakhouse. If you guys want to know, he's doing steakhouses next. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm there. I didn't get into this, but part of the reason why I'm hammering down really hard on this Law Hawk on Ice commercial, which is coming up, it's going to be Christmas themed. Oh, <laughs> Sweet. everything is going to be filmed on an ice rink that Lovely. I've secured. And uh, please, of, uh, please tell me it'll be the first time you've ever skated. Please. I am gonna. My sister's a, a, used to do figure skating. I'm gonna have to learn at least one trick. Oh, oh. I love that. And love all, I don't know what I'm gonna learn. What right now. But I have to usually learn a new skill for each commercial. And, okay. Uh, I'm gonna figure out something. But yeah, everything's gonna be on the that uh, ice rink. Um, but part of the reason is I want to get a really. I want to hammer down, release it in November and then contact Taco Bell and tell them, hey, that Super Bowl is coming to Houston this year. Oh, oh yeah, it is. Let's do another one. I don't know if they're going to say yes, but I love Taco Bell, and I hope they contact me again whenever they see. Right on. You, the thing is, is if, I, if I sat on my butt and didn't do anything this, then this next like year and a half or, how, or year since the Taco Bell commercial, yeah. they wouldn't contact me again because not. No. I wouldn't be... Uh, a proactive human being that needs to be out there and getting wild and so what I'm trying to do is get a little bit more attention and my next goal if I can get it is I want to do another Taco Bell commercial well, there you oh go. yeah no and you should the um so this this bring well we should probably talk about like actual legal things for yeah. a few minutes oh, yeah. like okay, that, sure. that, that's what we should do no no this the obligatory is per- uh, no, this is perfect yeah the obligatory bullshit. legal questions yeah. no yeah. so uh, that's a good point though you want to get another Taco Bell commercial so like Branding is really something that small and solos really need to be on top of, right? Like, like there's, 
I think somebody said to me while I was at this conference that like for all the problems facing small and solos, and there's a million, it's bringing in clients. And right. we see every dusty old dude in front of a bunch of books, books going yeah, like, man. hi, I That's will long. fight for you. But like, break the mold, you know? Actually, I actually thought about including a little segment of me being like, just canceling everything. <laughs> Oh, the haters are mean. Hi, I'm Brian Wilson. Like in, fr in front of the dusty law books and everything. And then I bust in through the side. And yeah. Just, yeah. And Ooh, that could be good. That and could be good. the thing is, is it's like even, that Apple commercial. When let's talk about even, even that right there. Even, even <laughs> some kind of video marketing, even if it's something as simple as that, if you're putting up on YouTube, that's good. That's yeah. better than nothing. Right. And, and people should do it. If they want to attract younger clients, I think that's the way to go, is right have something out there, some kind of video content that people can share. Be like, even if they say, this guy's a loser, what a nerd commercial, you will still get attention and you will get uh, people coming in. And I don't think that's what they're going to say. As long as you're educating people especially, you're going to get attention and you're going to get clients from it. When you do that too, I mean, I mean you know, obviously you're injecting a lot of humor into sure. your commercials, but you actually do put some legal facts out there That's for right. people to observe. Yeah. And uh, so, what what is I, I guess it's just it's such an interesting time that we live in where you truly can reach everybody oh, instantly. Yeah. You just have the insta famous have, baby, right? But it, but you know, in terms of, and we talked about this a little bit before in the pregame. Like, obviously, you're getting some negative reactions, and you're getting. I mean, you're obviously getting some positive reactions too. Like. What has been some of the hardest things to hear when, when people are looking at these and they're coming back at you? Oh, like what are the hard things to hear? Um, well, when I was first starting out at least, I'll tell you that it didn't feel good a year or less than a year, a couple months out in practice to hear that I'm ruining, uh, I'm ruining the legal profession. Right. It was really rough because whenever I was in law school, I'd, I loved everything I read. I read every single case that was assigned inside and out, and I knew it, and I, I loved oh, everything. Shit. I loved everything I was learning, and um, I was, I was kind of like, man, am I? I, I hope I'm not. I really want to do better for well, this profession. Well, you graduated pretty high in your class, too. Right? I mean, summa cum laude, you graduated yeah. uh, you and, know, in the top. You know, the, And I wanted to do well. I wanted to do it right, and I wanted to be the best that I possibly could be. Um, but yeah, that was really hard to hear because I was like, am I, am I doing this? Am, am I hurting people or am I hurting the profession? I don't want to do that. I want to get people's attention and let them know and then tell them, watch what I'm about to do. And, and I'll tell you, there's vast, vast majority of my clients love me when yeah. we're done. And that's the only, they, that's, they would, that's the only, that's the only measure right there. Yeah. How many you get in and how many you keep happy. And they, they're that's all. Every, almost every single one of them. If, if it's somebody's, I think I can think of one, maybe two clients that I've had that are not happy and it's directly related to payment issues. Right. Other than that, every single other person I can think of, I'd tell you to ask any one of them. And, and that's what I think it's about. And I just did it a kind of different way that I wanted to get attention first and then results afterwards to show yeah. you I'm, I'm confident in what I'm going to do. And so, um, yeah, I think that's, that's the kind of, uh, the hard thing is hearing that when I hadn't, uh, I hadn't, I, I'd had a few trials, but I hadn't had that many where I, would, I had been successful. I was just sitting second chair and just kind of learning a little bit. Yeah. Um, but nowadays I'm, I'm very confident in my results and I'm confident to bring more people in. And if they don't, if they don't like me, they're probably not going to call me in the first place. So, so. Look, it, it is, it is a hundred percent obvious that 
consumers buy from people when they feel that they can trust them. And brand is a proxy for trust, right? You don't get a great brand without doing something right. You don't keep a great brand without continuing to do something right. I think if the legal profession kind of figured out that you can't build a brand without advertising, you can't build a brand without doing something and telling people about how great you are, that's that part where I'm thinking, where I just don't get the, dis there's a disconnect between this idea of what is quote unquote good for the profession, what is bad for the profession. This idea that advertising is bad for the profession because in 1908 some canon of ethics said you shouldn't advertise, and that it had to go, what, in 76 where the Supreme Court had to, and even still today, 40 years later, it is almost impossible. How hard is it? It's really hard. How hard yeah. is it to actually just do one commercial in one it's, state? It's right? really hard to do a commercial ridiculous. where I'm, it's I'm trying my absolute best to follow every single rule. Good luck. And send it in to them and educate the public. It's it, insanely hard to make it right and funny yeah. at the same time. It's really, really hard. And because of that, what do you have? That does seem like a fun What do you have line. when someone, and this is, a, this, is a, so this is a true thing, we've done, like at LegalZoom, we've done surveys of people around brand awareness. LegalZoom has great brand awareness. We're in the, in the high, high, high margins, right? When you say, name a legal company, LegalZoom is the one that's always named. That's great. When, you know what we said when we said name a law firm? You know what the number, first off, LegalZoom was named as number one. Shocking since everything on our website says one thing and one thing over and over again, which is we're not a law firm. You know what the number two was? It was Ali McBeal's law firm. That was named Cajun Fish. That was named the number two most recognized law firm, and it's not even real. Really? Wow. It was like Jacoby and Myers. Jacoby and Myers and a couple of the other ones in Cochrane got like one in two percent aided awareness. In other words, when I put the name on there, people would pick it out. Huh. Law firms like White and Case and Skadnarps, no one knows who the these guys are. Literally, and no one cares who they are. Literally, I was two months into law school when somebody first name said Kate uh, Skadnarps to me, yeah. and I said, "Is." What? Does that clear up with a, like a solution? <laughs> do you get rid of it's that with like, ointment. is it topical, topical or do you need, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, that's what I thought. I think that's a problem. We've got to jump out of this. We've got to jump out of 1908. Especially when you jump finish it with Mayor Flom. Right? We got to jump into the real world, and the real world is that right now, if you want to get people to buy something, you got to put your name out there, you got to put your brand out there, and you got to show people. You can't show people that you're good for them until you get them to come in and buy something. And, and I'll, I'll tell you, I, I saw Better Call Saul for the first time <laughs> about two weeks ago. Yeah. And, and, and it's right there. It's, yeah. That's yeah. showing, that's illustrating the dichotomy of, yeah. of his, brother. his brother. If anybody has Char seen, Charles, has seen that, yeah. it's a story of, of a kind of a, a, a cheesy kind of slapdick asshole lawyer that <laughs> is out there trying to do little stunts that are kind of contrived for getting attention. And then it's his brother who's a part of a very well-established well law firm. That, Albuquerque. That does not like attention being drawn to the firm other yeah. than the highest of reputations. And so I, actually, I actually used, there was one episode where insane he's how yelling at his brother is. for advertising and putting his name on a billboard. And he goes, the only reason you're allowed to do it that way is because five justices on the Supreme Court screwed up in a decision that set our profession back decades. And the shocker it's, is people think, oh, lawyers like that don't exist, and they do. Oh, yeah. They, they exist so much that they're in movies and TV shows as something that is popular and, and ubiquitous, practically. This idea yeah. that if you advertise, you must therefore be terrible at what you do. Yeah. It's just yeah. complete fallacy. It's complete fallacy. And that's okay. I mean... The thing is, is Pretty they can. Wrong, baby. They can. They yeah. no. The thing is, is they're, they're going to get 
their type of clients and that's okay. And I'm gonna get my type of clients and that's okay. And yeah. if it sometimes blends a little bit more, if I take more of theirs, they take mine, that's totally fine. But there's plenty of clients out there and I just think louder is better. Yeah. There you go. Well, and there's something you heard it here. There's something to be said for that, which to transition a little bit, like there are different kinds of clients doing different kinds of things and law schools need to understand that. Yeah. Like it's the a, problem it's a is, cutter approach you got there. you got law schools who are like creating public defenders, going, "Well, we should charge what Yale does," and I'm like, "No, no, you shouldn't. You should do something different, different model." Yeah. So you went to um, you went to A and M undergrad and then uh, Tech, A and M undergrad and Texas Tech School Law. Yes. So now you're in two different conferences. You weren't at the time, really, right? Yeah. But now you're in two different conferences. But you're an SEC guy now, I uh, assume. Oh, how, I got to go ahead and be honest, just because yeah, I know it That's might what be we're here for the eight Uh-oh. beers that I've had. Here we go. But uh, I don't, I don't watch sports really. Really. Um, the first time I had an interview with They're a big firm your that card. I was trying to sneak into, they were like, well, "What do you think about A and M leaving the SEC or uh, going, well, to yeah, SEC? going to the SEC?" Right. All right. Well, and, uh, this actually is a good transition. So. Texas, I assume that's like a stumbling block for people generally, right? Um, the idea of being in the South? No, no. just the idea of <laughs> not knowing football. It's a oh, joke. Well, I mean, I, I played sports in college, right? But I, I'd much rather play them than than know about all the sports statistics and and yeah, if you're if you're going to uh, to do interviews with big firms, you need to have a, a working knowledge of uh, of sports, and that's the only reason I would ever watch them is to whenever they would ask me something. But there was a new thing that while I was kind of interviewing with uh, with firms in Fort Worth, and I remember he goes, well, what do you think about going to the SEC? And I, what I've come to figure out is that if I just act more excited about whatever they're talking about than they are, then it kind of just gets left <laughs> yeah. in the dust. Like, like oh, oh, I can't believe it. You know what? I think it's going to be a good thing, though. Yeah. That's what I think. I think it's going to be a, good thing, a good thing in the long run. Yeah. yeah. And A lot of people hate it now, get, but you never know. And they're thinking, I like this guy. Yeah, uh, that's, it's, it doesn't yeah. matter. No, he was positive about that's stuff. That's right. <laughs> it's very true, but that that like hits on issues about the way and the like subtle discrimination that happens in interviews, right? Like if you do not happen to like sports in, as a man in Texas, you as are a, behind. As a, uh, yeah, as a as a tall white male, it is the very very small amount of discrimination I've ever felt, which is right. uh, <laughs> a tenth of one percent of yeah, right, yeah, anybody else. Yeah, but unless you go to Hawaii, uh, actually, you know. white people are uh, are discriminated against there, but I still haven't felt that. And so, yeah, right. Um, it's something you just mildly adapt to, and I'll yeah. It's I didn't. Get that job offer, is but it, but it, well, uh, obviously, <laughs> yeah, no, but it, it's I the, got the internship, just not the job offer. It it's uh, it's the good relatable yeah. to a lot of people who don't it, normally deal with discrimination version of that. Like yeah, you can see it is, how it's weird, subtle, yeah. <laughs> indeed, probably casual conversation where somebody was like, oh, oh they assume they assume hard, yeah, yeah, yeah. they do, yeah, and it's it's really it's just uh, it's kind of. It was shocking at first, and then it just had to adapt. It's yeah. a very a lot of assumptions they're making, and that's okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, but I can't tell them, cannot tell them in an interview. I don't watch don't, sports, no, good sir. Can. They would they would flip out. In fact, even 
I can kind of like you're saying tell it right a now. People around here, thank God, like, no one listens looking, to this. <laughs> looking at me a little weird, like kind of <laughs> leaning back in their seats, like what? This guy doesn't watch sports, and it's just kind of like yeah. I mean, I watch sports if people if I'm around other people that are watching sports, but I don't. Right. I don't care about him that much. I In fairness, he watches him. the Super Bowl for the commercials. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, before we wrap it up today, I definitely want to hit one more time on just the lessons that you've learned. You know, we're at CleoClad Conference, and a lot yeah, of it's about of engaging with other people and, uh, you know, technology. And, and, Brian, you've been a pioneer in, you know, uh, branding yourself. And so I, I realize it's been, a, uh, it's been kind of a wild journey for you. But, uh, you know, if you could uh, share with our listeners just some of the things, like three things you've learned going down the path that you've gone down and uh, maybe give uh, give them some advice as well um, the the first and biggest is um, I would say that video marketing is where uh, marketing is going if you want to get to younger clients so if you want to get to younger clients you got to start making videos and it's not gonna be fun it's gonna your, your first draft is you're gonna look at yourself and be like oh my god I look like that and I sound like that and I have all that you know, shiny stuff all over my face just get over it. Anything is better than nothing. Put it out there. Um, the second thing I'll tell you is education is a, a place that I don't even understand. I mean, aside from just marketing to younger people, you, people want to learn about the law so bad. And and at least when I was younger, I didn't know that you could or where to. I didn't know what the law was. I didn't know how to get the law, where it was, if I could Google something if I could talk to somebody other than a lawyer. And if you can teach somebody something, they will be much more likely to share your video. <laughs> and the last one is when it comes to choosing whether you're gonna be calm natured and very quiet, or you're gonna be loud and in your face. I'm gonna teach you something right now. You don't have to do that, but just be loud about your personality, whatever it is. Okay, or, right or and people are much more likely to feel you and share everything you've got and put it out there. And that's what you're looking for is attention. Yep. Well, it looks like we've reached the end of the road for today's episode, but I definitely want to thank my co-host, Joe Patrice, Jazz Rampathal, and of course, our guest, Brian Wilson, the Texas Law Hawk. Brian Wilson, the Texas Law Hawk! For yeah. <laughs> so if you like what you heard, listeners, I want to thank our listeners too, but if you like what you heard today, please rate us at iTunes. We'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. That's you. All right. Oh, wait. we got to get a little bit of that. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Bye.